Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, and today you're listening to Coyle's Takeaways. Um, I'm going to be giving my takeaways from each Sunday and uh, throughout the NFL season and just giving my uh, thoughts on the games and the teams and uh, what we saw from them over the past weekend. So this is the week one edition. Uh, my plan is to do this every Monday throughout the season and uh, just carry on with what I, what I think uh, teams are doing, how they're looking, and uh, what the future of the season is going to look like. So we're going to start it off with uh, week one, the one o'clock slate of games. The first matchup I'm going to uh, give my take on is the Seahawks-Falcons. Uh, Seahawks came came out on top in this matchup, 38-25. to 25. Uh, What I took away from this game is Russ just continues to be great. Uh, he's not – He's. I just feel like he's one of the more disrespected players in NFL history. He just consistently – produces great numbers and is always finding a way to win despite not ever having elite uh, talent around him but I think he might have the best talent around him this year at least on the offensive side of the ball that he's had in his career Uh, I think Calvin Ridley showed that he's ready to be a top 10 receiver this year had a big opening week with over 100 yards and two touchdown catches so he looks like a guy who's ready to have his breakout year and become a, a star in this league and just Piggybacking off of what I was saying about Russ earlier, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett look like that might be the best receiver duo that uh, Russell Wilson's ever had throughout his throughout his career in Seattle. So I think the Seahawks letting Russ loose and kind of letting him throw the ball over the yard to guys like Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, that, that's going to make the Seahawks a real uh, Super Bowl contender. So if that offense can play at that level and the defense can hold firm, especially with the recent addition of Jamal Adams, who looked great in his debut as well. The uh, the Seahawks are going to be a scary team going forward. The Falcons, I think they're going to be able to put up points, but it seems like it's the same thing with them every year where they find a way to put up all these big numbers and big stats, but they've struggled to produce uh, Ws over the past few years. The next matchup we're going to talk about is the Buffalo Bills, uh, who defeated the New York Jets yesterday 27-17. to uh, Sam Darnold just continues to not impress. I feel like everyone always is making excuses for him. I mean, he definitely doesn't have the greatest weapons around him, but it gets to a point in time where you have to elevate uh, your teammates. And it feels like Darnold has failed to do that throughout his young career so far. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is done. I mean, he hurt his hamstring yesterday after claiming he's been in the best shape of his life, only six carries for 14 yards. He really was bad producing last year. And Frank Gore, I think, is going to continue to eat away at the carries for Bell, and when, especially when Michael P. Ryan, the rookie who was impressing throughout training camp before he got hurt, when he returns, I think he's going to eat at those carries as well. So big takeaway from this, I think, if you have Le'Veon Bell on your fantasy roster, try and find a way to trade him as soon as possible because I don't think he's going to ever be the type of back that he once was in Pittsburgh. Um, another big takeaway is 46 throws for Josh Allen. I mean, I don't know if that'll be necessarily a winning formula going forward. They were lucky to get away with playing the Jets this week and throwing it uh, 46 times. But the reason behind, I think, that they threw the ball that much is because the running backs uh, didn't do that well. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. If this is going to be the AFC East favorite that many peg them to be, the running back duo of Singletary and Moss needs to produce more. Uh, neither average, neither eclipse 30 yards on the on the ground, so... Josh Allen led the team in rushing and had a good connection with Stephon Diggs, who had eight catches for 86 yards, I believe. 
in his uh, Bills debut. So uh, some head-scratching moves by the Bills, but they find a way to get the win in their week one matchup. Uh, But I don't know if that style of play is going to be sustainable throughout the year. Next matchup is the Chicago Bears, who triumphed triumphed over the Detroit Lions 27-23. Definitely an impressive comeback by Mitch Trubisky, I believe. The Bears were down 23-3 at one point. It looked like he might have uh, been benched next week by the way he was playing, and Nick Foles might have got the nod next week. But he leads them to a big comeback and kind of I might have saved his job. Uh, Anthony Miller had a had a big game. I think there's a breakout year for him, finally, if he can stay healthy. A guy I was really high on coming out of college who can run great routes and is super shifty. If Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles, whoever winds up playing more quarterback for them throughout the year, can just get him the ball in space. I think he can have a big year. Um, Adrian Peterson really dominated the backfield touches for Detroit. Uh, I just don't know if that's going to be sustainable throughout the year at his age. I mean, he still looks like a force out there, but he gets nicked up every year. And I don't know if him being the vocal focal point of your offensive backfield is a winning recipe. I think DeAndre Swift, who dropped the game-winning touchdown yesterday, but he's a very talented guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and effective rushing as well. I think he needs to be the lead guy, again, the touches in that backfield every week. I just think he he brings too much to the table to uh, not be touching the ball every few plays. So feed in, carry on Johnson as well. Adrian Peterson can definitely have a role, especially on early downs and short yardage, but I think Swift needs to be the main guy for that Lions offense to be uh, kind of what some people were pegging them to be as a breakout type of offense with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, who was out yesterday, but TJ Hawkinson, who had a solid game. I just think Swift needs to be the main guy in that backfield for uh, Matt Patricia to save his job this year and for the Lions to have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, the next team or game we're going to cover is the Washington football team who came back from 17 points down to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. Uh, the big thing I really took away from this one was in the first half, Carson Wentz looked awesome. I mean, he was just dicing up that Washington defense, getting the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. But then we saw him start to try try and do too much. He threw a bunch of passes downfield, connected on one to Jalen Rager for 55 yards. That was a very nice catch, and hopefully for Eagles fans, many more of those type plays to come. But he had a few uh, more passes downfield, one to Deshaun, another one to Rager, where they were just overthrown or into contested coverage. But I think the big thing in that one, that game would uh, turn the tide was when the Eagles were up 17-0. Uh, they just got the punt back from Washington, and they were trying to remain aggressive, which has been Doug Peterson's MO over the years. But Carson Wentz throws a bad pass on an out route too far inside, and that ball gets picked off. Washington goes down to score, and the Eagles don't score after that. Uh, a lot of injuries for the Eagles in this game. I mean, they were missing the right tackle. Lane Johnson, right guard, Brandon Brooks already off for the year. So a makeshift offensive line on the right side, but Chase Young also made his presence felt in his debut. I predicted two sacks and a forced fumble. He got one and a half sacks and a forced fumble, but he was just all over the field. And I think the Washington football team defensive line is the best defensive line in the NFL, and they're going to be tough for teams all year. I mean, Dwayne Haskins definitely has to play better than he did yesterday going forward, but 
if the Washington defensive line can wreck plays like they did all, all throughout the second half yesterday, they're going to be tough to beat. Haskins just has to be solid. Uh, they have a stable of running backs who can do a bunch of different things with Antonio Gibson, the young rookie. Um, you also have Peyton Barber, who had a pretty solid game yesterday. And Terry McLaurin, I mean, they're definitely an offense that lacks weapons, but if Dwayne Haskins takes care of the ball and completes more of his passes, I think they're going to be in position to to win some games this year and surprise some people potentially. Just with, I mean, they were just so impressive. I know the Eagles are wounded across the line already and we're missing also Miles Sanders, but the Eagles' second half performance yesterday was just inexcusable, but it also shows how talented that Washington front is. So look, look out for them going forward. And the Eagles need to hope they get healthy this week and find a way to limit Aaron Donald uh, as the Rams come to Philadelphia for the Eagles' home opener, or it's going to be a long day. And uh, another takeaway was from this game that Dallas Goddard looked great. Uh, he clearly was the best tight end on the field yesterday, at least. And there might be something wrong with Eckert. He dropped that clutch third down, or clutch fourth down yesterday. And then also, he's... Uh, He's been talking about a new contract extension, and that hasn't been had yet. And there's some rumors that he's pretty pissed off at the Eagles' front office. So could there be some turmoil in Philadelphia? That's something to watch out for going forward. Uh, This was one of the more surprising games of the day, with the Packers beating the Vikings 43-34. High-scoring affair in this one. Aaron Rodgers proving people wrong. A lot of people are writing him off, saying he might be be done and washed up. But he went out there and lit it up yesterday. Devontae Adams had a big game, over 10 catches. If I, I predicted this back in May, I believe. If Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers can both stay healthy this year, I think that Devontae Adams will lead the NFL in catches and, and have a, a record-breaking year for a wide receiver, potentially. I think he's that good, and he also doesn't really have much competition for targets on the outside. So look out for that uh, going forward. Uh and I think Justin Jefferson needs to be more involved in the offense. Their first-round pick only got three three targets yesterday. It was two catches for 26 yards, I believe, was his stat line. So I think he needs to definitely be more involved going forward. A pro-ready guy like him, I think, is ready to handle a bigger workload, and Kirk Cousins has to target him in the offense more uh, as, we, as we move on throughout this season. The next one, uh, Patriots 21 over the Dolphins uh, 11. Uh, Brian Fitzpatrick started this game yesterday, and he had three interceptions. I, I just think it you have to start two if he's healthy. I mean, I think he's going to give you the best chance to win. We've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like kind of like Nick Foles, where he'll have a three or four great game spurt, but it's not really sustainable. I mean, Fitzpatrick could come back next week and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and no picks, and nobody would really be surprised. I mean, he's shown that he can play at a high level, but so inconsistent. And I think Tua is just the better option. I mean, he's your franchise quarterback, hopefully going forward if you're Miami. So I think you I think you just gotta throw him in and roll roll with the punches. Hope hope that he can uh avoid injury. And if he's apparently healthy as he is, there's no reason why he shouldn't be starting right now. Um I also obviously Patriots no more Tom Brady. They have Cam Newton starting uh, at quarterback now, and we definitely saw a new-look offense yesterday out of them that we've never seen before. Cam ran the ball 15 times from the quarterback position, but I think that's definitely too much. Uh, the Patriots could be a team that start out pretty hot early, maybe 4-1, and 5-0, and something like that, and surprise people, but 
as we get towards the midpoint of the season and start working our way towards the playoffs. I don't know if that style of football is sustainable, especially at this point in uh, Cam's career. He's proven to be an injury-prone guy over the years now and can't really take the hits like he used to be able to. So I don't know if this is a sustainable offense. Obviously, it was working in week one. They didn't really have much film to study on what kind of offense the Patriots were planning to run in this game. But this is not a sustainable offense over the course of a a 16-game season. And I think if, obviously, if Cam gets hurt, the whole offense will change if Jared Stidham or uh, Brian Hoyer comes in. So a thing that for the Patriots to consider going forward. Um, Also, Sonny Michel, I think he continues to show that he's not a very good running back, but the Patriots continue to give him the ball. He scored a touchdown yesterday. The one thing with him is he is pretty good in the short yardage situations. But he averaged under four yards a carry yesterday, 10 carries for 37 yards, so a 3.7 average. And I feel like he just constantly gets the ball like 20, 25 times a game sometimes and averages under four yards a carry. So a very underwhelming player, but I think Belichick and McDaniels love him. So they, they just keep feeding him the rock. But look for maybe guys like James White to get more involved in the running game if Michelle's averages continue to uh, – not be so sharp. Um, the next game is the Ra- Lo- the new Las Vegas Raiders winning their first game in franchise history over the Carolina Panthers, 34-30. Um, one of my big takeaways from this game was I think the Panthers proved that they're going to be competitive this year. A lot of people have pegged them as a bottom like four team in the NFL for this upcoming season, but I think they have a lot of offensive weapons, and Teddy Bridgewater is a pretty solid quarterback. So I think they have the weapons on offense with McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, guys like that who are all pretty explosive and can do a lot of different things with the ball in their hands uh, and from many different positions. I think it's going to be an offense that can put up points. The defense is going to be a work in progress throughout the whole season, a very young unit on that side of the ball. Their whole draft in the first uh, – in the first draft with uh, new coach Matt Rule was all defense, and they lost Luke Keekley, one of the best linebackers of all time this past offseason. So they're going to struggle on defense, but I think they're going to be able to put up points, as we saw in this one. Uh, I think by the end of this year, Josh Jacobs will be a top-five running back. Yesterday, three touchdowns uh, on the ground, and he also made a lot of plays in the passing game. Just a versatile guy who can play every down, uh, kind of like Christian McCaffrey does, Alvin Kamara, I mean, very versatile player, and he's going to prove his worth throughout this year. Derek Carr, very efficient game, 73% completion percentage, uh, a solid showing. One touchdown. Uh, he's got to take. He just has to take care of the ball. I mean, the Panthers obviously aren't going to be a great team this year, but still, a, a solid debut from Carr. Uh, found Darren Waller on some some nice throws. Hit Henry Ruggs for a long ball. So. Just efficient from Carr. If he takes care of the ball, the Raiders have a solid defense. And with a, a great young running back in Josh Jacobs, they, he could have a, a pretty good year. And the Raiders could surprise some teams and put up a lot of points this year. Uh, Jaguars 27, Colts 20. This is one of the surprises of the week. But if you listen to our uh, AFC South podcast preview uh, before the season, this was one of the games I projected the Jaguars to go 2-14. and 14, But this is one of the games I actually predicted them to win. Uh, the Colts had some new additions, no no preseason games, a limited offseason. Uh, Phillip Rivers, obviously, coming over from the Chargers to a new team. I expected week one to be kind of shaky for them, and it was. 
Uh, Marlon Mack towards Achilles. That's going to be pretty big. He's a solid back. And I know the Colts are planning on featuring uh, Mack along with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in that backfield throughout the season. So I think that's going to be a detrimental loss to this team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor coming out of the draft, he wasn't really known for his receiving abilities as he was mainly just a 20-25 carry a game type of guy at Wisconsin, not making much of an impact as a receiver. But he had six catches for 67 yards in his uh, debut. So that was pretty surprising and something to watch going forward, especially with Mac out. He's going to be counted on a lot more the second round pick, who's one of the better running back prospects in the past five years. Uh, Gardner Minshew, extremely efficient, 95% completion percentage. Obviously, that's not a, a sustainable stat, but if he continues to dink and dunk his way down the field and just take care of the ball, the, the Jaguars could uh, sneak out some more wins, but this was definitely a surprising win. and Don't expect much more of that from the Jaguars this year. And uh, LaVisca Chenault, he got two carries and he had three catches in his debut. I like the way that they're planning to use him, it seems like, in the backfield as well, in the receiving game, just more of like an offensive weapon, kind of like Debo Samuel was with the 49ers last year in his rookie year. He's a guy to watch going forward. I think he's going to be an exciting uh, player in this league. The Ravens blew out the Browns yesterday, 38-6. to uh, Lamar Jackson continues to get better. Bad showing, though, for Mark Ingram, not even topping 30, 30 rushing yards. Uh, and while J.K. Dobbins, the rookie running back, had two touchdowns. So we could see a changing of the guard potentially in the backfield when it comes to touches. If Ingram doesn't really produce much next week, we could see Dobbins start to get more. And there's still Jackson who's going to rush the ball a lot. So maybe Mark Ingram, uh, I don't know. I don't want to overreact too much, but maybe Mark Ingram is going to get not phased completely out of the offense, but more of a, a backup role or uh, have a limited role with short yardage or goal line work, stuff like that, while Dalvin's is definitely a more explosive player, especially at this point in his career. And Baker Mayfield, uh, I think he's going to be on thin ice. only completed 53% of his passes. He still has all these weapons. I mean, the Ravens are a Super Bowl favorite, one of the best teams in the league, so don't want to judge him too much. But coming off a solid rookie year and then last year, completely disappointing with apparently a better coach now this year. I had a very underwhelming debut yesterday, only completed two passes to his new uh, target, Austin Hooper, one of the highest paid tight ends in the league now. Odell didn't do much. Jarvis Landry had a solid game, but uh, with all those weapons, that, that offense should be able to put up more than six points. The first game in the 4 o'clock window that we're going to touch on is the Chargers beating the Bengals 16-13 after the Bengals missed a late field goal to tie it up in Joe Barrow's first start. Uh, the Chargers, this is going to be their style of play, I think. They're going to want to keep the, a pretty low-scoring game with Terod Taylor at the quarterback. Uh, they're going to try and rely on their defense, especially with those stud pass rushers and Joey Boza and Melvin Ingram, and their running game to win. Uh, Tyrod needs to be, or excuse me, Terod needs to be better though, only completed 53% of his passes. Keenan Allen only had four catches, so I think he needs to be involved more in that offense going forward. And I think Joshua Kelly is going to get a lot of touches. Austin Eckler, a very good player, but not a guy who's going to get you 20 to 25 carries. So you're probably going to try and keep Eckler at about 12, in between 12 and 18 carries a game, and then get Kelly about 10. Kelly's more of a downhill runner, a power back, had, I believe, 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown yesterday, so... 
he's going to be an integral part of this offense. I think that's something I took away from this game, especially looking back at the box score and whatnot. Uh, but in Joe Barrow's first start, he showed some mobility. He had 46 rushing yards, a nice rushing touchdown. Had some nice throws, but it's going to be a work in progress. I mean, he we're used to seeing him light up college football last year. He's got th- some things he's going to have to improve, and he's a young quarterback. So it's going to take some time, but overall, he didn't throw one touch. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. He only threw one pick, but overall, a solid showing in his debut. I mean, obviously, he has high standards. He's going to want to do better than that, but a good place to start, and A.J. Green uh, played pretty well, so after a whole year off. The biggest game of the week probably was yesterday afternoon with the Saints beating the Bucks 34-23. Uh, the Saints shut down Mike Evans and the Bucks shut down Michael Thomas. So that was the big takeaway that the secondaries played played pretty well overall. Uh, I think Latavius Murray is going to be an integral part of the Saints offense. He had double-digit carries yesterday. And they're going to want to keep Alvin Kamara fresh and use him maybe more on the outside and in the passing game and rely on Murray in the rushing game more as a downhill-type runner as I was just talking about with Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly for the Chargers. Same thing goes for the Saints. Uh, the Bucks are going to take some time to get going, but I think as the season moves on, that, that offense will catch fire eventually. Another team like the Colts with uh, a lot of moving parts, new quarterback with the short and all season, all that. We've heard it all, but they're going to take some time to get going. But a guy to maybe look out for on your fantasy football radar, Scotty Miller, slot receiver. Had a pretty solid showing yesterday. Brady praised him after the game, so look out for Scotty Miller going forward. Cardinals beating the 49ers 24-20. My Cardinals, uh, my dark horse team this year, I picked them to go to the NFC title game, go into the reigning NFC title game champion, the San Francisco 49ers home field, and and eke out a close week one win. Uh, I think Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going to be a scary duo. 14 catches for 156 yards was Hopkins' stat line, I believe. So a very good opening game. Uh, Kyler Murray showed his versatility and how he can run. I mean, so effective on the ground using his legs. Has a great explosion. That's going to be a fun offense. Uh, Kenyon Drake only averaged 3.8 yards a carry. That needs to be better, but he scored a touchdown. Still at 60, I think it was 60 or 61 rushing yards. So a solid week one game from him. But uh, he's more of an explosive player, and that 3.8 yards needs to be better. And I think uh, seeing Jarek McKinnon out on the field yesterday for the 49ers was good. Uh, a guy who hasn't has yet to play it down after signing a big contract for the 49ers, but made his debut with them yesterday after two years of injuries. And coming from Minnesota, he was an explosive player who could catch the ball well and uh, had that long-term speed where he, he could blow by defenses uh, with the ball in his hand. So... I think Kyle Shanahan's going to find a lot of creative ways to get him involved in the offense. He got some touches yesterday. Mostert really uh, dominated the backfield, but I think McKinnon will find a role after seeing what kind of Kyle Shanahan had him do a little bit yesterday. Uh, and the fine, the 49ers need their wide receivers back. Uh, no need to panic after a week one loss. As I said, Cardinals are going to be a good team this year, I believe. But 49ers missed Brandon Ayuk, the rookie, yesterday uh, in week one and also Debo Samuel. So once they get uh, some of their pass catchers back, they'll be a solid team again and pretty competitive. And the last uh, Sunday game that we're going to talk about here is the Sunday night game uh, with the Rams being the Cowboys 20-17. to 17. Uh, 
my biggest takeaway is I didn't really think that was a push up on Gallup at the end. I mean, I feel like him, Gallup and Ramsey were kind of locked in against each other. He didn't, he had his arm extended, but he didn't use it to clearly push off. It was, they were kind of fighting back and forth. And I wasn't a fan of that call. I think Ramsey got beat and he sold the, uh, the slightest of push offs. But at that point in the game, I don't think you can call that. It wasn't clear enough to me. Uh, another big thing I took away is just CeeDee Lamb catching the ball. He looks so dynamic with the ball in his hands. He didn't have a, a great game, but just those few catches that he had, it looks like just anytime he gets a ball in space, he's going to be a tough guy to bring down. I mean, Des Bryant for so many years for Dallas was so great with the ball in his hands and breaking tackles and stiff arming guys in the open field, making a miss and whatnot. I think that could be what the type of player Lamb is for the Cowboys. But big injuries for the Cowboys, uh, lost tight end Blake Jarwin for the year after he signed a big contract extension this offseason, paying him about $7 million. And he hasn't really done much in his NFL career. He, I pegged him as a breakout player type candidate for fantasy football this year. And I thought he would find a solid role with all those great pass catchers on the outside. The, open, the middle of the field would be open up for him, but he's going for the season. Uh, stud linebacker Leighton Vander Esch, he broke his collarbone. He'll be out for six to eight weeks. So some big injuries for the Cowboys. So for Eagles fans and uh, Washington football team and Giants, the Cowboys take a big hit in week one. But uh, all the Eagles fans know that team is uh, always fighting the injury bug. So it could be an injury-rattled season for both the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, on the winning team side with the Rams, Malcolm Brown, he played very well yesterday. Two touchdowns, 90-plus rushing yards. Uh, Cam Akers didn't really produce much in his opening debut. I think he's still going to have a good year, but Malcolm Brown looks like he might be the guy in the backfield right now. Uh, Goff needs to find a way to make some more plays with all these weapons. Uh, no touchdown passes yesterday. I mean, they still got the wins, so that's what's going to matter to him and Coach McVay, but with guys like Robert Woods, uh, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup, uh, Van Jefferson, the, the new young rookie, even Cam Akers out of the backfield. Uh, all those playmakers, I feel like he needs to find a way to at least get a touchdown or two passes each game and produce more. And just, but after some negative comments on Goff, uh, he had one of the better throws I've ever seen with his throw down the sideline to Van Jefferson. Uh, the corner, young uh, corner Trayvon Diggs was all over Van Jefferson on the sideline and Goff just floated it right over his hands. Beautiful catch by the young rookie. So that was a great throw. And those are the kind of flashes you see from Goff where you make throws like that, but then he has some head scratching moves. So I think he needs to be better, but the Rams uh, impressed me in their week one opener. But that's all uh, I have for Coyle's takeaways for week one. Uh, very exciting to get football back. There's still two Monday night games this week, but I, I just want to do this uh, every Sunday. I, I, I didn't cov uh, cover any of the Thursday night game as well, but I just want to go through these games on Sundays, give you guys my a uh, few minutes on each game on my thoughts. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening and enjoy watching the Monday night games tonight uh, and look forward to reconnecting with you guys throughout the week. Uh, keep supporting the podcast. I appreciate it. And Best of luck to everyone, and I hope your uh, your teams are doing well. Talk to you soon.